Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now back to 95.7 The Game. One hour gone, three to go here on a Sunday morning. Chuck Walters, Evan Giddings, 95-7 the game. We're talking about the 49ers. We're talking about preseason. We're talking about condiments. We're talking about, according to the Comcast Business Text Line, Chuck's affinity for Skyline Chili. Yeah, and apparently I'm going to hell for staying for that steak dinner. So, yikes. Oh, and a big shout-out to the 650. If you ever visit Italy... That's a drop. And ask for something extra like salt or pepper. Even salt or pepper, you will have a very unhappy waiter. You think Bonte Hill was asking for salt and pepper over there in Positano? I don't know what Bonte was was asking for, but I'm sure something extra was involved. And I wonder if he got the side eye from a waiter. You're like, well, you need some extra olives. You need some what? Some pepperoncini. What? Like, what do you what, what are you asking for? I, I okay? went there when I was really young. My family actually. My uncle and cousins, they live in Italy. So my mom made name Aloise. And so I'm extremely Italian in half the family. Obviously, the the Walter side, not so much. But I went there when I was younger. And we were, I mean, I was probably freshman, sophomore in high school. And we were whipping around Positano on these mopeds. Just old enough. I wasn't even old enough to drive. But at the time, they were letting us whip around on these mopeds. And, and Positano, if, if you've ever seen pictures, it's up on like a cliff. Scary place. I told Bonte he needed to do it. I was like, dude, the mopeds and Positano, it's amazing. This coward said no. He, he was like, ah, oh, the drivers are crazy. I would never do that. What? Best part. Well, we don't want to recreate any Monte Ellis-esque situations with, uh, with mopeds. So I could see where Bonte might want to not dive into those deep waters, but... You know, when in well, like when in Rome, he was in Rome, I think. So, oh my gosh, I can only imagine. Um, for the four two four, a legit steak from Harris Harris Ranch. By the way, I, I have actually been there out. It is fantastic. House of Prime Rib have not gotten to Alexander's, not those crappy chain restaurants that need ranch or steak sauce to flavor it. What's wrong with a little added flavor? Okay, what is wrong with trying to appease your taste buds? In your own preference, like I, I understand where it's a, it's taboo. You don't want to mess with what the the restaurant is giving you, but sometimes you just need a little extra added flavor, Chuck. You need a little oomph. Yeah, just like the 49ers got from a couple of guys on Friday. Danny Gray, we've been discussing. Samuel Walters the third. We have or Womack, pardon me. We've been discussing my cousin. Your wall, <laughs> and uh, and. Well, so one thing actually that that did stand out to me, 888-957-9570, Trey Lance played 11 plays. I was hoping to see around 15 or 20. I know it's it's a little bit less than that, and I know you want to end on a high note, which he emphatically did in the exclamation point to Danny Gray. But were you surprised that we didn't see more of Trey Lance, even with Kyle Shanahan kind of tempering expectations, tampering expectations early this week? No, I'm not surprised. I just think that the biggest thing for him is getting through the preseason healthy. You saw all you needed to to see pretty much the intermediate throws. You saw the rollout, gave him a chance to step up in the pocket and scramble, even took a sack. The deep ball, 76 yards to Danny Gray. There was nothing more for him to show in that first game. It, it If he came out for that third drive, it probably would have been against the Packers' threes. 
at that point. So I liked how much he played. Get Sudfeld out there, get him plenty of reps, um, and then see what Brock Purdy's made of. Brock Purdy's an interesting case because I, I feel like at Iowa State, and he's undersized, don't get me wrong, but I feel like at Iowa State, heading into this year where he was a little bit underwhelming and mainly his team was underwhelming. Iowa State was a pick to win the Big 12. They did not. They really underwhelmed. But um, I, I felt like at one point he seemed like more of a fourth-round, fifth-round pick. And then to slide to Mr. Irrelevant and be the last pick of the NFL draft. Um, could the Niners have gotten a steal there? I don't think, and this is a question for the text line, has a Mr. Irrelevant ever been relevant in the NFL? That is a great question. I don't think so. And I'm sure that's why the nickname has continued to stick and has not flipped uh, since whoever came up with that credit to them. But someone who is absolutely not irrelevant, but who we didn't see, Nick Bosa. And this is where I want I want to go with this here to begin hour number two. Again, we got Eric Crocker from Locked On 49ers podcast coming up in about 60 minutes at 11 a.m. To me... Nick Bosa, in many ways, is as much as we want to talk about the question mark, the wild card that Trey Lance is going to be, he's going to be the the X factor for whatever the season becomes. In a weird way, I almost think Nick Bosa is is more important or is the most important part of this 49ers team because he is the leader of their deepest group, what I believe to be their most impactful group on the defensive line. And I don't think that it's a coincidence that the two years, granted his first three seasons, missed 2020, but the first two years he's been healthy in 2019 and 2021, they have made deep postseason runs. And so that is why I'm particularly excited for this week of joint practices is because Nick Bosa, he's not going to play in the preseason. Who knows how much he'll play or practice against Minnesota upcoming this week. But we'll get to at least hear slash see something from what I believe to be the most important part of this 49ers group. A couple texts to get to right before I get to that. Um, Ryan Suckup, Mr. Okay. Irrelevant, who is relevant. And then Tom Brady, someone's saying, I know he was last round. Was he the last overall pick? I, of do, the last I do not round? believe he was the very last pick. No, I don't think he was Mr. Irrelevant. Maybe. Um, I feel like it would have, that would have been the lead in the, the Brady Six documentary. You would think so. But Ryan Suckup's definitely a name that had a nice career. So um, going back to Nick Bosa, 15 and a half sacks last year, was on pace, I thought, at one point to, to get closer to that 20 mark that would be a pretty incredible feat. Now, last year, T.J. Watt did tie uh, Michael Strahan's record of all-time sacks in a single season. Couldn't Nick Bosa get that number this year? The the statistics continue to be on the uprise, the upswing. Um, Going into a, a season as healthy as he's ever been, as in shape and fit as he's ever been, I think he's due for a, you can't call it a breakout campaign because he's been so damn good, but maybe a campaign that finally puts him among a class of his own in terms of defensive ends in the NFL. Because, you know, on the other side of the country, they're not talking about Nick Bosa as much as we are around here. And uh, he's a superstar, no doubt about it. I'm interested to see how Ken Law does this season. Uh, I think it's a make-or-break year for him. Granted, he's still young. He's got time to figure it out. But this really is the year where it's like, let's see what this guy's made of. And I do think those sack numbers could be contingent on a guy like Kinlaw or a guy like Eric Armstead. Guys that can take some pressure off of Bosa because he's going to be seeing the most double teams. He's going to be seeing the most attention from the opposing offensive lines as well as whatever help they give out of the backfield. So I do think that if the rest of the D-line plays up to their potential, that could allow a guy like Nick Bosa to aim for 22.5. But just with what he brings, the amount of pressures that he puts on a quarterback and he puts on opposing teams, like when he he is he is a game wrecker. And, and I think that because of how silent or quiet he is, he may not get the the proper, you know, 
It may not get the proper credit from people in other markets, but this could be a season that, you're right, may not be a breakout campaign for him, but it could be the season that gets him under the marquee when you turn on Sunday Night Football and when you're promoing and marketing particular athletes from certain franchises, from storied franchises like the San Francisco 49ers are, that could be the one that gets Nick Bosa on the front because right now, the last couple of years, it's been Jimmy Garoppolo. Who do you think then takes that next you know, step, if you want to call it that, who's going to be the guy that is marketed for Sunday Night Football outside of maybe Trey Lance? I think it's Bosa. I think it's got to be Bosa. Fred Warner's more vocal, and that's the thing. Nick Bosa is who he is in terms of a, a vocal leader, and he's a quiet guy. You know, he's a quiet guy, not a man of many words. He's a man of many sacks. Um that's what I'm interested to see. That's one of the storylines. There, there are a ton that we've been hitting at over the last few hours or last 80 minutes or so. We've been grinding, Chuck. We've been grinding. And uh, there are a few. A, who on this 49ers team is going to be the 1,000-yard receiver? Could they have a couple? Could they have three for the first time? And, and you know, since the Arizona Cardinals had it with Fitzgerald, Bolden, and Steve Breston, uh, because Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo Samuel are all capable. As of right now, again, teasing the prop bet segment that we're getting to in a bit, you'll be interested to find out that not one 49ers projected to have over 1,000 yards this season, including Debo Samuel. So, overs, get on it. Anyways, yeah, that's a storyline. Bosa potentially going for the all-time sacks record because it's, it, it's in the cards. It's, I don't think it's the craziest thing to say in the world that Nick Bosa could hit 20 sacks this year. And if he hits 20 sacks this year, he's right around that record, and maybe he could get there. So that's going to be a development that I'd like to see. And then it's just him staying healthy. He's coming into this year in the best shape of his life. Stay healthy. You know what you're going to get from Nick Bosa. You know what you're going to get from a lot of the guys on this defense. And you think you know what you're going to get with some of the playmakers on the offense, including Kittle at the tight end position. So really, there aren't many question marks. And that's why I think the 49ers over-under win total is undervalued. That's why I think they're going to win this division. And that's why, in, Say it. in my opinion, I've, I've said it. I've said it for a few days now. Say it. Super Bowl champs. Wow. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. They have the ingredients. They do. That that I absolutely do agree with. They have they have the potential to be a Super Bowl contender this season, and I don't think it falls squarely on the shoulders of a guy like Trey Lance. I think some of the names you mentioned, as far as Fred Warner, as far as George Kittle, obviously Nick Bosa, who we who we've been talking about, those are our guys in which the pressure I think it falls on them just as much if not more in some situations than it will on Trey Lance throughout this year. Also, thank you to our uh, inspectors on the Comcast Business Text Line. Some great research coming from the 216. And uh, no, Brady was not Mr. Irrelevant. Thank you to him. Also, No, we knew as soon as 415 came in and said, Mr. Irrelevant, you mean besides Tom Brady? I'm like, that's not right. I didn't know if he was last round or sixth round. Well, uh, that's why it's called the Brady Six documentary. There's, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, numerical involvement, six quarterbacks taken before Brady, sixth round pick, 199 overall. Thank you to the 707. And uh, we appreciate now everyone we got 415 coming, coming in and saying 191 in the fifth round, uh, far away from Mr. Irrelevant. I think so, that's where he's projected to go, right? Well, we had Tom Brady 191, <laughs> Tom Brady 199. Um, it's one of the two, but. Back to the 49ers being Super Bowl contenders, and I, I believe uh, our, our gambling partner, BetQL, the projection for the 49ers this year was was 10 wins, and they had them atop the uh, the NFC West. They had them beating the Rams. They had them ahead of the Cardinals, and that's something that I, I absolutely can see happening, but right now, and and maybe I'm just you know prisoner of, of the moment, recency bias I do think it's hard for me to put San Francisco above Los Angeles at this point just based on what we saw last year and you know I know they beat them twice in the regular season they have every reason to believe they can do it again and then hopefully can get it done in the playoffs but until I see it until I see it I'm I'm more inclined to fall into the all right 
The, the Rams are the defending champs until you knock them off their perch, until you snatch that crown from them. They are the team. Yeah, well, the Niners beat them twice in the regular season. They had them in the NFC Championship. I mean, had them. Let them they off were, the hook. They were right there. So it's not a, a situation where the Raiders are trying to dethrone the Chiefs and the Chiefs beat them by about 40 in both games last season. So it's a different scenario than that. 49ers lost nothing. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm looking at the depth chart. And aside from Jimmy Garoppolo, like, who realistically did they lose? DJ Jones was, I know, a big, big piece of the run defense last year on the defensive line. And, uh, I mean, it's it's more kind of smaller pieces, but guys that are... But the Rams important. lost Whitworth. Yes. Uh, Beck, Beckham Bobby Jr. Wagner. We don't know how long he's out for. The team is now older. 49ers are in this interesting situation where it seems like everyone's in their prime. You got the young quarterback in Lance, who's maybe not in his prime quite yet, but everyone else on this team, Trent Williams is is hitting the you know the point where he's probably going into his back nine. With that being said, he doesn't look like he's going into a back nine anytime soon. He's made the Pro Bowl in nine straight years that he's played, but Bosa, Fred Warner, all these guys, they're still in prime mode. Whereas I think the Rams are just a little older, you know Stafford. We don't know how healthy he is going into the year. So he's got that baseball elbow. I think it's the Niners. I think it's the Niners out of the West. Um, we'll see, though. One, one week at a time. And so far, so good in preseason number one, preseason week number one, 28 21 winners over the Packers. So when that nine and a half over under win total comes out for the Niners, you are. Laying Tom, the Tomlinson. We, Lake we, Tomlinson. Obviously, we obviously forgot to mention him, which is a huge loss for the offensive line. So, yes, if you're saying that the Rams lost Whitworth, you can, you know, rebuttal basically and go right back at it with the 49ers losing Tomlinson. But it was so close last year. It was neck and neck. There wasn't one team that was better than the other. It was literally two identical teams playing in that NFC championship game. So maybe more of the same this year comes down to who's healthier. Well, based on a couple of offensive linemen that uh, stepped up in the preseason game, namely Burford as well as Banks, Spencer Burford and Aaron Banks, maybe they don't have to worry too much about Lake and Tomlinson. And I know that, that Kyle Shanahan spoke about that a little bit as well. And you know, having a chance to, to see what they did during the game as well as their performance, uh, let's hear from the head coach Kyle Shanahan how his two offensive linemen potentially having to step up this season fared on Friday night. I mean, I saw, I know when he makes a mistake, that's usually the case on the whole line. You only notice when someone messes up. If not, you're looking downfield. So uh, I know he had a couple mistakes today, like they all did, but it was good to have him out there, get that playing time for three quarters. And you can't do that enough with rookies, especially rookie alignment. And you know, I think Banks got to play the whole first half too, which was good for him. And I'm excited to see the film on both of them. Yeah, so the rookie in reference to Spencer Burford, I believe he allowed five pressures in the the snaps that he played. Banks, although both of them were good, and and really it's just about making sure you have requisite talent to be able to fill in where needed. I mean, who knows who's going to be filling out the four spots? I mean, McGlinchey won't practice this week. He's got a knee injury. By all accounts, is going to be fine in the long term. So, you know, he's the right tackle. You got Trent Williams, obviously, on the left side, but then the middle three, still, still some question marks there. How much does that factor into what you believe Trey Lance can do this season? Or do you think it's mainly something where, you know, whatever the, it, 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 like the offensive line is in a way irrelevant and Trey Lance is going to have to, you know, get the ball quickly. I know he was very good at that on Friday night. The ball was in his hands and out in under three seconds for the majority of his passes. Like, is is that what we're going to expect from Trey Lance as opposed to looking at the offensive line being broken, battered, and a musical chair, as Kyle Shanahan put it. I take it one week at a time. I do know this. He's got the playmakers around him. Look, if he needs some help, Debo Samuel slides into that backfield, you know, goes in motion, takes the jet sweep, whatever it may be, to help him out a bit. Uh, the dump offs will be there. He's got Ayuk who can, you know, burn. So that's going to be interesting. One thing I do want to bring up. And they do have the receiver depth, as I mentioned. But when it comes to this team and their style, 
we all know that this is going to be a bruising team. They were one of the most physical in the NFL last year. You would think that the formula is the same. And I think that's why Trey Lance doesn't have the numbers in terms of people picking him to throw, you know, 28, 30 touchdowns this season. They're thinking more in the realm of 20 to 25. Is there a chance that maybe they air it out more than you would potentially think? A, because Trey Lance is ready. B, because the offensive line is better in pass protection than maybe we think heading into a preseason game number two. And then C, just because of all the weapons around them. It's like pick your poison. How are defenses going to take care of George Kittle, um, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk? If Danny Gray is a legit burner and can get minutes on this team, then you have a speedster that they got to watch for the downfield threat. Juwan Jennings is, we haven't heard much from Jennings this camp, but he's another body. So it's like, how, how are you going to guard all these different pieces? I mean, that's that's the question everyone's going to be asking and the question that we'll be looking for answers here across this preseason. Trey I Lance, do want to bring it up because you, yeah. you saw in that uh, on the 76-yard touchdown pass, Lance sent a man in motion, and it, it because the man went in motion, it caused the corner to pick him up, and all of a sudden he had uh, Danny Gray in one-on-one coverage. And if they can do that throughout the year and get Danny Gray in one-on-one coverage... I don't care how good his sideline presence is in, in terms of getting the feet down like he showed you know, in, in game number one, yeah. and maybe he has some work to do there. But downfield, just on those deep routes, even if it's once every three weeks, that's a guy that can beat you deep and really bring in a different dimension that we haven't seen in years past. Because last year, and Lance has the arm. Jimmy didn't have that same kind of arm talent. Well, that's why I'm glad that the 510 brings up this point from the Comcast Business Text Line. Great defense and superior coaching get you to the big game. Although the Warriors just proved that, obviously, we're talking football. And we're talking Shanahan because if you give him the weapons, he can absolutely scheme the hell out of an offense. And when you give him, in particular, something that he hasn't had, which I think is is a guy with top-end speed who can take the top off of a defense— even if Danny Gray's not starting and that third wide receiving spot goes to Jawan Jennings, who's a kind of a possession guy, a quality possession receiver, he still is allowed to be more creative because of, like you said, the amount of weapons at his disposal, the amount of weapons for Trey Lance to be able to use, as well as a quality running game. So even if it's a 60% run, 40% pass game plan, you know, the first couple of weeks just to try and get Trey Lance into a rhythm. I think that we're going to see a couple of those deep balls available just because you have to account for so many different parts of this offense. Is there any chance in hell that this team airs it out? I think there is. And and that this team, you know, goes with the spread and starts moving quickly, getting it downfield. I mean, you, you he's not he's not tipping his hand. You know, Kyle Shanahan's not telling us. He's not telling anyone how he's running this thing this year. You would think that it's the run first team that we saw last year. But how much are we expecting from the running backs? How healthy is Elijah Mitchell? Again, Trey Sermon has showed us nothing that this is a guy that's going to contribute in the NFL. Hopefully we're wrong. Um, Ty Davis Price in game number one, five one zero's chiming in that he wasn't that impressed with Ty Davis Price. Small sample size. We'll see. It's running back by committee. You would think that this is how the Niners, that it's their formula. It's Kyle Shanahan's. It really is his mantra, basically. But who's to say that this team isn't like his Falcons team where Matt Ryan would air it out with Julio Jones? They have the receivers. Debo Samuel's stellar. George Kittle's one of the best pass-catching tight ends. Brandon Ayuk, although, according to Vegas, is not going to have a breakout year. According to Kyle Shanahan, he is. And then you add speedsters in the mix. So, I'm interested. Well, and maybe that's why the projections, as far as these player props are concerned, are below the 1,000-yard threshold. Is because of the pure amount, the pure number of weapons and talent that the 49ers have on offense. So I definitely want to get to that on the other side. We're going to have Eric Crocker from the Locked On 49ers podcast, former DB in the CFL, as well as the NFL, coming up in a half hour at 11 o'clock. We'll get some Giants in, and we'll talk about what the hell Fernando Tatis is doing. 
down with the Padres. The Warriors are starting their season with the Lakers. There's some updates as far as the Christmas schedule. So a lot to get to left here on a Sunday. Chuck Walters, Evan Giddings with you back after this on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The game. Chuck Walters, Evan Giddings with you here on a Sunday morning, a gorgeous Sunday morning in sunny San Francisco here in downtown 95.7 The Game. We appreciate you being with us. Talking about the 49ers, talking about the NFL. And, you know, Chuck, I, I got to admit, I tried to leave my degenerate days behind me, but each time I feel like I'm out, they just keep. The games, the gambling, sports keeps pulling me back in. Man, you got to have a vice in life. Everyone has a vice. Some people have about seven vices. But uh, if you're going to have a vice, uh, the one that will probably deteriorate your life the most is gambling. So why not? Why not? Well, let's get right into it because you have put together a list of props from 49ers, the NFL. And you know, we're talking about fantasy a little bit earlier in the first hour as far as some question marks and who's going to go one, who do you like, who don't you like. And I have not heard any of these. So I am not exactly sure where we're going with well, you know, receptions, receiving yards. Lead us into the foray of the sports gambling world. All right, so let's start with some player props and let's begin with Trey Lance. And I'll ask you to to start right out of the gate. How many touchdowns, if you were a Vegas odds maker right now, entering his first season as starting quarterback, what would you say? I'd probably set it at 19 and a half. He's getting 22 and a half right now. 11 and a half interceptions is his projection over under. I mentioned 579 and a half rushing yards. That's what Vegas thinks of Trey Lance as a rusher right now. And then five rushing touchdowns. So those are the numbers for him. I would probably take the under on the rushing, the over on the passing touchdowns, not touching the interceptions, and then the rushing touchdowns. If it's set at five, if they're not giving you the hook, Vegas knows that's probably a push. I think I'm taking 
I would take the under on touchdowns. I would also take the under on interceptions, just because I'm not really sure how much Kyle Shanahan is going to allow Trey Lance to throw. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if his first full season as a starter, he's around 3,500 yards. I know you got the extra game in the regular season, but 3,500 yards, around 20 touchdowns, around eight, nine interceptions. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, and to dissect it a little, we were saying before the break, is there any chance that this 49ers team ends up being more of an aerial attack than we thought, having more of an aerial attack than we thought? And based on the first preseason game, the answer would be no. They threw it 22 times. They rushed it 32. And then if you look at the Packers, they threw it 32 times and rushed it 34 So that's what you expect from the Green Bay Packers. Air it out a little more. San Francisco, you assume that they're more of a run-first team. It would make sense. But it comes down to me, if if they have a really good pass-blocking team and not as good run-blocking, they can't establish the run game. Wilson and Mitchell aren't as healthy as we thought. Who knows? You know, maybe you get some of your rushing yards from Trey Lance, who's expected to hit 579 and a half, which is a ton for a quarterback. Yeah, I think that's that's an interesting number. And curiously, like I almost want to take the over just because that number is so high. Like someone in Vegas has their hands on an algorithm that projects Trey Lance to run for 500. I, I personally don't see it, but that one I would personally stay away from because sometimes those guys behind the computer boards, they know a little bit more than we do. Here's one that I think everyone out there should touch. I know you were planning on taking your wives out to dinner tonight. Nah. Take it, you know, take them to Taco Bell. <laughs> grab the lump sum from your savings. Ranch and steak. Put it on Brandon Ayuk's prop bets. Every single one. Give me the ball. Receiving yards. 775 and a half. Wow. That's, that's less than, than both years he's been in the league. Four and a half touchdowns. Mm. Less than last year. 57 and a half receptions. Over, 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 cash it, slap a saddle on it, ride it to the county fair. It's hitting. Like a stallion. I like that, Chuck. And I, I am curious why that's so low, especially when, by all accounts, Ayuk might end up being wide receiver one by the end of the season. I mean, he worked out all off season with Trey for the second consecutive. I mean, like he has somewhat of a chemistry built in with Trey Lance. And from what I was able to take away from training camp and practice, he looked the most comfortable throwing to Brandon Ayuk. I think Brandon Ayuk is their best route runner. I think he gets open more than pretty much anyone on that team outside of maybe the way they use Debo from multiple spots on the field. But to me, he like he'll be the blanket. I think he'll be the safety guy when plays break down. Trey is going to be looking for Ayuk more than anyone else. It brings me to a couple points. One is that. Like I was saying earlier, this is a run-heavy team. The Vegas knows it's going to be a run-heavy team, and because of that, 775.5 is a fair number. Two, how closely... I know these Vegas guys are time travelers with how much they win and with how accurate their spreads are. I wouldn't be surprised if he got 774 or something like that. That's how accurate they usually are and close to the mark they are. But how much are they paying attention to the 49ers' second wide receiver when it comes to prop bets. Are they sitting in on all these Kyle Shanahan press conferences, hearing how impressive he's been? Are they listening to Jimmy Ward saying that he's been the most impressive player in camp aside from Nick Bosa? If the answer is no, which I would imagine, I just don't know. You know, I don't know anyone that works at these books, so I don't know what goes into it. But I think that's value with Ayuk at, at, at every single statistic uh Debo Samuel seems to be value 925 and a half is his over under I think that's to me that's kind of fair just because also I mean when when Debo is available he is as he demonstrated last year he's fantastic but 2020 only played seven games only started in five of them I do think there is some injury concern with Debo as well as as we've discussed, and maybe this is the reason that all of these player props have been suppressed and these totals are a lot lower than I think fans are assuming, and we can run it by Eric Crocker at 11 o'clock. 
because of the litany of options on the 49ers offense, because of George Kittle, because of Debo, because of IU, because of Juwan Jennings, because of now potentially Danny Gray, as well as the slew of running backs that they can feature out of the backfield, it's almost impossible to predict on a game-to-game basis where it's going to go. It reminds me a little bit of kind of how you, you try and project it like a, a Patriots offense back in the day. With They would bring so many different backs in. Wide receivers will be up and down throughout the season. And then you look up at the end of the year and each guy's got you know, five, six hundred yards, five, six touchdowns, but they win. And that's the most important part for 49ers fans, even if the player props aren't locked up. Yeah, that's what scared me about the, uh, who was it last year that had the, uh, it was the Vikings, you know, with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. He was all right in fantasy, but he wasn't as good as he was in years past because Jefferson took so much of the work. And uh, that, that's tough sometimes to decide who to go with in fantasy when a team has three really capable receivers and spreads the wealth. The Saints were like that for a while. It was like, what, what receiver are we going to go with? We got Cooks. We got Thomas. We got Kamara out of the backfield. Like, how are they going to spread all this wealth? Um, and, and that's the situation that I feel with the 49ers running back committee heading into the season. I don't think it's a wise move. Maybe with your last overall pick, grab yourself a 49ers handcuff. But I don't think Mitchell, I don't think Wilson, I don't think any of those 49ers guys are the smart move in fantasy this year when it comes to running backs. A couple props to get to in terms of the quarterback position. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Mm. all set at 35.5 passing touchdowns this year as an over-under. Who's most likely? I would take Brady because he is going to attempt more passes than any of those quarterbacks, I think. He is... He's going to let it fly. He's going to pass the ball. They also don't really have much of a run game in Tampa. And he's probably going to be involved in, I think, more close games, more up-tempo, more high-octane offensive-minded games than those other two, even more than Mahomes and Herbert. I know Herbert, well, he had 35 touchdowns last year, set the team record there. Mahomes, of course, is, I mean, not a lock for 35-plus, but... I just think that Brady, with the amount of times that he throws, and specifically in the red zone, he has more options through the air than on the ground compared to both the Chiefs as well as the Chargers. Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be, and still could be, he was supposed to be the greatest thing since Peyton Manning had all the intangibles, was a superstar at Clemson, and here is over-under is set lower than Trey Lance. Both second-year quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence actually has a lot more experience in at the collegiate level and at the NFL level, yet he said at 21 and a half passing touchdowns, Lance at 22 and a half. That just goes to show you, if you have weapons, you have bigger expectations than if you don't have weapons. Because I would imagine if the roles were reversed, if you picked up Trey Lance right now and traded him straight up for Trevor Lawrence, that over-under would flip-flop in a hurry. Yeah, and Trevor Lawrence had a very Peyton Manning-esque beginning to his career based on leading the league in interceptions his rookie season. He only threw 12 touchdowns last year, a lot of that not his fault. And uh, you yourself learned the hard way that depending on DJ Chark is probably not the best opportunity for you to you know, maximize your potential in the NFL. So 888-957-9570. Trey Lance, 22.5 touchdowns over under. What was it? 10.5 or 11.5 interceptions? 11.5. 11.5 interceptions over under. And then, of course, the staggering rushing yard total. 579.5. Here's here's the player that I think could be free money. Tyreek Hill. Okay. What would you set his over under at? For yards or receptions? Yards. Yards? Receiving yards. Uh, somewhere around 1,100. 995.5. I'd take the under on that. You just said it at eleven hundred. Now you're taking the under at nine ninety five and a well, half. Well, that's the number I would expect it to. I, I'd take the I'd take the under no matter what. I, I was expecting it to be around eleven hundred. I'd take the under. I'd still take the under at around nine hundred or wherever it's at. Because you think Tua stinks that yes. much, or because there's too many options? Well, if Tua stinks, then you got Teddy Two Gloves who can. Who also is. Relax. Who also <laughs> stinks. Well, the thing is, Tyreek Hill's getting the yards after the catch. He's getting the yak. He can, you know. He can do it in the short game, too. I don't think you need someone 
that's hitting them with the deep routes all the time in order for Tyreek to pick up his yards. But 995 and a half, I think that's one of the steals. Okay. To me, Ayuk, if you're a 49ers fan that, that wants to sprinkle on a little long-term bet, prop bet, Ayuk, 775 and a half receiving yards, four and a half touchdowns, 57 and a half receptions, over, over, over. Looking around the league, Evan, I want to ask you this. I do like the Ayuk overs, by the way. Ayuk overs. I am pessimistic on the rest of your Ayuk overs. That's the recipe for success in the world of gambling this year. I want to ask you this. Lock it up. Who's the worst team in the NFL this season? I want to see if you have the same team as me. Around the NFL this year, ooh, I mean... You kind of mentioned them, but I wouldn't be surprised that the New York football giants are pretty bad this year. Really? I think I'm going with the Falcons. Wow. Marriott, not a believer in Marcus Mariota. No, I, I just, I think the, no, I, I like Mariota. I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't I think, think he's an elite. Good. I think he's an elite second string quarterback. I just think that roster is not good. So the Jaguars takes us, take a step this year for you, Chuck. That's, I don't know. There are some there are some bad teams. <laughs> I mean, the Lions up and down their roster. When you're watching Hard Knocks and you only know who about three players are on that team, they do have Jamison Crowder coming in. He'll help out Jared Goff. Amon Ross, St. Brown. And, and and Goff, St. Brown from the Packers? That was that's Equinemius, his brother. Okay. So there's there's three of them. There's Amon Ra, who's a Detroit Lion. Equinemius, who I I'm not sure if he's still on the Packers, was drafted by them, and then Osiris. St. Brown. Okay. Equinemius was a guy that I went with quite a bit in uh, DraftKings trying to, to steal one for like yeah. 500 bucks and never came through. Between him and Lazard? Lazard's their number one guy, right? I think a- so. Am I wrong saying that? I think Sammy he's a- Watkins? Yeah, Sammy Watkins is probably their number one guy heading in, which, uh, I mean... Aaron Rodgers will find a way to... I get the most out of those. I think guys, Sammy I mean. Watkins is probably a guy that's going to go very early this year despite, you know, being... Whatever in the NFL, better than better than average, but uh, he, he's turned it on. If you look at Watkins' stats the last couple of years, um, actually, no, he hasn't. He's done the exact opposite. He had a thousand yards with Buffalo back in uh, 2015 when he was 22. In this previous year in Baltimore, he only had 394. So I would probably say Alan Lazard's their number one wide receiver right now. Well, and and then give me those props because anybody that plays with Rodgers, I think, is going to outperform expectations. But as far as Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers are concerned, you know, Debo obviously is coming in as number one. I am I'm very curious to see how they use Kittle in the passing game because he's he's all important to the run. I understand it, but he can be such a weapon after the catch. He's physical. He can dominate like. I, I want to see him get I want to see him get the ball more while I understand that you know you have other places you want to put the ball I think for Trey Lance to have you know a, a a check down an underneath guy to be able to go to that can then eat up yards after the catch and they can turn a two yard reception into a 10 yard first down I think that's really important and so connecting with Kittle as much as he has for example with Ayuk in the summer and then in preseason, I think that's going to be important for Trey's progression, how he uses his tight end this year in George Kittle. Well, here's how he used them last year. Uh, in his first start against Arizona, Lance targeted Kittle eight times. Kittle had six receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. That's what you like to hear. That's what you like to hear, that he already has some chemistry built up with him from last year, yeah. connected with him in that first start. Then the last game against Houston, a little different story. Only targeted him twice, one catch, for 29 yards. So you would like Kittle to get five touches a game. Um, at least he only had three games last year where he had 10 plus targets. I'd love to see him get eight plus every single game. I think the recipe for success eight targets to Kittle, 10 targets to, uh, or 10 touches rather to Samuel, even if it's not 10 targets, get him the jet sweep, get him in the backfield, get him a few touches. Uh, that's my recipe for success. Cause as you mentioned, I think Kittle is, uh, he had the 910 receiving yards a year ago. He's someone that could really burst out this year with Trey Lance because you mentioned Ayuk being his safety blanket. Tight end's always a safety blanket. Yeah, no doubt. And and in a weird way, 910 yards seems kind of underwhelming. I mean, just based on how much they, they didn't use him in some games. So I could absolutely see him eclipsing that as well as eclipsing the 1,000-yard mark. But, 
you know, taking a look at sort of, you know, the, the rest of the receiving group. So as far as Trey Lance, because you, you floated the number 20 to 25 passes per game in those, those attempts, right? So, and I think that's pretty fair. I think that's reasonable to ask him in the first quarter of the season. So then if you're giving Kittle eight targets, you're giving Debo, you know, 10 touches, I would assume most of those are going to be targets through the air, three, four carries maybe on the ground, and then Ayuk gets five, Gray gets a couple. Like we're, we're, we're then talking about maybe even more than 25 pass attempts. So as much as I do want to see Kittle get those looks, there are going to be some games where, he doesn't show up in the in the receptions column just because of how much else Trey Lance has on the outside. Yeah, and I brought up that eight number. It looked like uh, five games last year, five of the 17, and granted he didn't play in three, so five of the 14, sure. he eclipsed that eight-target mark. Kittle was an interesting story last year because he went off in a few games, had the 181 yards in that loss against Seattle, 151 the following week against Cincinnati, who couldn't cover any tight ends last year. Um, and then aside from that, the 100-yard game against Arizona that he played with Lance, from there, had 17 yards against Philly, 40 against Seattle in the first loss, yeah, uh, 50 against the Rams, 10 against the Rams in, in the NFC Championship game, or in the last game, rather, to to enter the playoffs and secure their berth. 21 against Tennessee. I mean, he had some games, 13 against Minnesota, where he wasn't getting targeted at all. And that's something that you would love to see not happen whatsoever this year. At least five targets every game. But, I mean, even Kelsey probably, if we looked up the numbers, probably had a few games where he wasn't getting those five targets. Yeah, so no, the offense has got, I mean, so many so many options the offensive line, probably the biggest question mark at this point. Defensive line has looked stout. The linebackers, the sec, even the secondary, which you know had questions throughout all of last year, seems to be pretty locked up on the outside, it, assuming Traverius Ward can return and, and maintain health throughout the season. We're going to ask Eric Crocker from the Locked On 49ers podcast about the secondary, all of these questions with the 49ers in about 10 minutes. I do have one thing I want to bring up because I was just talking about Kelsey, and I think here's the difference between Kelsey and Kittle. I think Kelsey's had the better NFL career. Yeah. I think even the diehard Niners fans can't argue that. I don't necessarily think he's a better tight end. He's obviously had the better quarterback throughout the last few years, and, and even his time with Alex Smith. Alex Smith ain't bad either. But uh, it's volume. Kelsey gets targets, man. Last year had five-plus in every single game but one. And in that one game, he had four. I was just telling you about Kittle. There were games he had two, one target, three targets, four targets. He doesn't get the volume that Travis Kelsey does. And I'd love to see it happen, but it's going to be tougher this year with the fact that you have a, uh, not rookie, the redshirt rookie quarterback that's entering his first season as a full-time starter. And you have... You know, a, a team that you would assume is run first. Well, that's why, as much as I love this 49ers team, and I don't know if I'll go as far as as you have to say that they can win the Super Bowl. I think they have the, the potential to get there just because of the rest of the competition in the NFC. But when it comes to fantasy or gambling or all these different topics that we've been floating around here in this segment, I find it very difficult to attach myself monetarily to any single member of the 49ers because I just don't know what's going to happen. I think that's what makes them so good and the unpredictability it's the about Warriors, Shannon. the strength in numbers. Yeah, but at least with the Warriors, there are a few you can, you can kind of pencil in on a nightly basis. I, I, and football is a different sport, I understand. Sample size is a huge part of that. But just as a... As, as a glass-half-empty kind of gambler, I'm just not sure I can go into the deep end with a lot of these 49ers. Yeah, I'm interested to see the running back corp and what they can do this year. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Coming into a season unhealthy, we don't know the, the full extent of how Elijah Mitchell's feeling right now. And I, Jeff Wilson, how's he feeling? Trey Sermon, is he going to do anything? And then Ty Davis-Price, where does he fit in the mold? He's with the threes right now on the depth chart. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know they're a run-first team. 
and I'm sure that Mitchell will be back and will replicate somewhat of what he did last season. It was really impressive last year. It would be tough to replicate that. But um, but I think that's I, also I why they're, they're, they're separated in the NFC. I mean, as much as I may not go... From all the numbers that I just brought up, hasty too. They just have so many different guys, and when you have that many bodies... But, fresh legs to run at you. It's it's crucial at the running back position, but it, it doesn't seem like a lot of teams operate that way anymore. You know, there's a clear number one that gets most of the touches, but if if Brady and, and Belichick and New England taught you anything, you know, they could throw you Sony Michelle, they could throw you James White, they could th- they had like nine different running backs that would step in get the job done. Steelers have showed you if you have a good run blocking line that you can throw any sort of running back back there. Rashard Mendenhall, uh, D'Angelo Williams, uh, J- James Conner stepped in there when, when um, yep. Le'Veon Bell went out. So sometimes sometimes all it takes is is having a really good line. I mean, look at DeMarco Murray from Dallas yeah. to Tennessee. Oh, no doubt. And that's why I, I feel like the running back position is – how I feel about the running back position is the way I feel about the center position in basketball. If you have a good one, they can absolutely elevate you as a group. But if you don't have a center, if you don't have you know a, an RB one in fantasy or on the field, it doesn't necessarily sink you. Like y- your your season is not dependent with how much the game is focused on an aerial assault, and you almost have to have some sort of passing ability in your offense to go to at a certain time. All the best offenses outside of, you know, you can look at Lamar Jackson, you can look at some of them, Kyler Murray, but even he can throw it. You need to be able to move the ball through the air, and that's why as much as it helps that the 49ers have depth, I don't think it's essential that they have a bell cow back. It is nice, too, that Trey Lance can run the ball. 560 and a half yards or whatever it's going to be. So we're going to ask uh, Eric Crocker on the other side of this commercial break, whether or not he believes in these 49er props, along with what he believes that is here to stay about this team as the 49ers move into the second week of preseason, a lot to get to still joint practices. We're going to recap the game from Friday. Look ahead to the weekend game up next against Minnesota, all of which with the man from the Locked On 49ers podcast, Eric Crocker, coming up next with Chuck Walters and Evan Giddings here on 95.7 The Game. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Oh, 